I mean, what what was that game? I I I don't even know what to make of it. Th- that game was so bad it's driven me to drinking. That's how bad it was. It was that bad, wasn't it? The game itself was drunk. The game itself was drunk, like I'm soon to be. So let's hit the theme music right now. You're locked on ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of TLOPN. I'm Jason JD Hernandez, covering hockey for too freaking long. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I don't want to be completely unhinged by myself, so I have enlisted in the services of Sarah Avampado from Locked On Los Angeles Kings, who unfortunately also saw that mess. Sarah, how's it going, first off? In an ideal world, I'd be able to, like, help rein JD in here, but I'm going to be honest, like, this horse has already left the barn. Uh, there's not a lot I can do, so I'm I'm sorry, y'all. This is... It was bad. <laughs> really bad. First, I just want to say, what's wrong with John Gibson? Actually, we could take just a whole segment right now, because I don't want to recap the game. I mean, is it what's wrong with John Gibson, or is it what's wrong with, like, all the schlubs in front of him? Yes. All right. Yes to above. Let's start with John Gibson. So, we just heard a stat that John Gibson has given up three goals in eight consecutive games. It's a bit much. Is that bad? Yeah, I would say that's fairly bad. Cool. It's also bad that he's been kind of getting overworked more than a little bit. Do you think maybe it's time to rest him more than one once every three or four or five or whatever amount of his games? I mean, yes. Yeah. Looking at, I mean, the last eight games that he's apparently given up three or more goals, the one last night against the Blackhawks... He gave up one, two, three, four, five in a matter of one period. It was bad. Should they have pulled him sooner? I mean, yes. So, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you got to rest your goalies every once in a while if you want to make some kind of push. You should also rely or at least trust your capable backup goaltender. Stolarz didn't look bad last game. He got a win versus the freaking Sharks, right? I mean, he looked fine then, except for him being totally out of position and Zegras saving his ass. Aside from that, I mean, Stolarz looked fine. Maybe start Stolarz. Oh, but the next game's against Nashville. They need this game. And you know, Dallas Eakins, oh, I'm going to start Gibby because he's our big game goalie and he has to start here. What do you do if you're Dallas Eakins at this point? Do you just ride Gibby all the way to death or what? You you panic. That's what I would do. You panic? Yeah. I mean, again, though, in, in defense of John Gibson, uh, have you looked at, like, the breakdown of, like, shots and have you... So, so, so the first period, would you like to guess how many shots the Ducks took in the first period where they scored zero goals? Uh, probably five. Uh, you were very close. They took six shots. Six. I knew it was somewhere around there. So, like, yeah, John Gibson probably wishes he had not allowed five goals. 
in the first period. Yeah, but it helped but that this offense did something in front of him. Exactly. His team did absolute, like, BS nothing in front of him. Second period, the Ducks had 19 shots. Oh. Like, yeah, it, when they scored three goals exactly, in about eight minutes. Exactly. So, yeah. once again, as as a friend of the show, Jay Foster from Locked on Blue Jackets, frequently says, uh, John, John Gibson should be allowed to do a little murder as a treat. You think? Yes. Should it be the taser, the sword? All, uh, yes. Every weapon? Yes. Are we talking medieval weapons? If he has them. I, I would hope he has them at this point because, Jesus H, giving up that many goals, it's almost bordering on just save your goalie to not embarrass him further. Yeah. And it's not a good look for Coach Dallas Eakins who, by the way, has 20-something games left before he probably gets fired. No, sorry. He wouldn't get fired. His contract would be up. He's got 25 games left in his contract. Yippee. Um, what do you do if you're the Samuelis, if you're the, like, if you're the hires up? I mean, you're not seriously going to re-sign Dallas Eakins, are you? No. I, no. I mean, I, I think that if... You know, that that one, the hot streak the Ducks had earlier where everyone was like, oh my god, we're going to win the cup or whatever. No one was doing that. But, like, if they had kept riding that... I would have been afraid. Yeah, they could have plausibly, you know, overreacted to a hot streak and said, ah, new contract for Dallas Eakins. Yeah. But everything has been plummeting back down to earth. No, and I, I do kind of blame Eakins a little bit here. He has been playing John Gibson, I think, too much. And I already know what's going to happen. He's going to absolutely start against Nashville, a team the Ducks are chasing for a wildcard spot. And what do you think is going to happen there? What do you think is going to happen if the Ducks lose that game? Then they just got to go full sail, right? I mean, they should. Yeah. I mean, we, we heard... So, we do watch other channels and other YouTubers. So I'm just going to, first off, full disclosure, I'm having a nice St. Archer Brewing Company Flying V Hazy IPA. Full disclosure, I, I don't know if the boss is listening, but you know what? It's freaking it's freaking good. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's got the Mighty Ducks logo. It's not bad. But anyway, we listened to Steve Dangle and his whole... Voldemort, Harry Potter, his whole silliness, and his whole Santa Claus bit, which I know you found kind of funny because you you were laughing about this. Where, ooh, what what do we want? We want a Josh Manson. What's it gonna take? A first and a couple of fourths? Hey, you know what? I would take that. If the Ducks can get a first and a couple of fourths for Josh Manson, would you take that deal? Why not? Yeah. Toodles. Toodles. Bye. Peace. Yeah. Um, you're looking at you're looking at the duck schedule, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So go for it. What what do you notice about the schedule? Well, so they have that game against Nashville that's coming up Thursday. Yeah. But then they've got like this is a like could be lulled into a false sense of security thing though, because even if they blow the game against Nashville, okay, whatever. Their game is right after that: the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. Neither particularly good teams. No. So. Also, those are back-to-back games, so you're going to have to not play... Well, you should not play John Gibson for both of them. Um, And after that, they have the Rangers, who are basically being propped up by good goaltending, and that's about it. Uh, Then things get dicey again with the Panthers, 
the Predators again. And then back to Chicago. Uh, against Chicago, so, you know, revenge game, maybe. Um, the Sharks and then two games against... Well, the Sharks and the De- games against Dallas are after the trade deadline. But, yeah, I would be concerned about those games against the Devils and the Islanders because if they win them both, someone somewhere is going to get way too high up on on their horses and be like, see, we fixed it. No, they didn't. They're, that's the, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's going to be... It's going to be like false spring in Chicago last week. Yes. It's going to be like false hope for the Ducks. Yeah. If they can somehow get both of those victories. If they can beat Nashville, that'll give them some hope. If they can beat Nashville and both New York teams and New Jersey, then it'll be like, oh, maybe we should buy. No, don't. Don't buy. Just don't do it. Pat Verbeek has said that this is not going to be a quiet trade deadline. And he's looking at those UFAs. He's looking at Ricard Raquel, Hempis Lindholm, Josh Manson. And I did ask earlier on, on the Twitter sphere, you know, what would it take to get as many first-round picks? And someone said, I'd like two. I, I'd be okay with two first-round draft picks trading with two of those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? They're UFAs. The Ducks could always give them up as rentals to a team that could make it all the way, or at least far, or they could blow him in the first round and that pick would improve, and then bring him back and re-sign him because he'd be a free agent anyway. Yeah. So it could be the whole... <sighs> Ducks fans, forgive me for saying this, but I've had this hazy IPA. It could be the Derek Grant treatment. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. Like... But Derek Grant hasn't been particularly... You mean he ha- he hasn't been the Elite 1C? He hasn't been the Elite 1C this season. He hasn't even been like the Elite 4C? He's He's been a 4C. <laughs> he's, he's been a 4C this season. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to ca- pa- pass this over to you while I finish this. Uh, talk to me about Bill Barr, please, because I want to finish this. Great, put me on the spot here to talk about Bilt Bars. Um, if you are someone who likes snacks, and I certainly am someone who likes snacks, uh, maybe, and and maybe you're someone who likes snacks, but also have like people in your life who say like you should eat a vegetable or something that like didn't come that's made of chemicals, uh, and then you go, okay, fine, what do I have to do to to do, to do this? Uh, Built Bars are not made of vegetables, but they are made of things that are good for you. They are the best tasting protein bars that are out there. Uh, They taste like candy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate, but they're also actually good for you if you're a numbers person, like uh, they're high in protein and fiber and all that great stuff. They're low in all the things they should be low in. Like sugar. Like sugar. Uh, and really the best thing, if you ask me, a person who does not particularly care about any of those things on the label, the best thing about them is what they taste like. And what they taste like is delicious. Churro puff, baby. Woo! There's a new flavor. So I saw this on the website and I think your ear perked up when we saw the, um, I think it was like the shamrock white chocolate, mm-hmm. something or other. Yeah. White chocolate, mint. Sounds delicious, right? I'm curious. So am I. We might have to get a box. Yeah. 
You know where you could get a box? On Built.com. <gasps> Built.com. And what is that promo code while I finish this? The promo code would be LOCKED15 on Built.com for all of your delightful Built products for Ooh. you to investigate and eat. Oh, boy. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I took a big swig. Eat responsibly. <laughs> yes, be responsible, folks. All right, coming up after the first intermission, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to keep going with this. Stay locked in, folks. Enjoy the ride. Welcome back to Locked On Drunken Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Look, normally I wouldn't do this, but that game was that bad. The Anaheim Ducks just got clubulated by the Chicago Blackhawks 8-3 at the United Center. Why are you looking at me like that? Can, can, I, tell, can I tell them a secret? Oh no. What are you going to say? So someone in this room who isn't me uh, has dabbled in uh, competitive Scrabble playing. <laughs> and so my question for you right now is, is that a real word? Clubulated? Yes, I'm challenging your Scrabble word here. It is now. Okay. okay. When you have a loss that bad, you cannot use regular words mm-hmm. in the Scrabble dictionary. Mm-hmm. It is not in my general lexicon of how to describe a horrible hockey game. That's it. They got clubulated. 8-3. to three. WTF. And Patrick Kane, where the hell did that come from? Well, it turns out whenever you stop, like, messing around with the lines and you give him, like, actual good line mates instead of trying to shoehorn in a fourth liner or something... Uh, that he remembered how to play hockey. And as someone who has unfortunately had to watch more Blackhawks games this season than I think is is healthy, um, Patrick Kane, quite honestly, has been mediocre at best for most of this season. Uh, But they recently paired him with Dylan Strome and Alex Dabrinkit. Also, shocker, if you give Dylan Strome actual good line mates, he turns out to be a good hockey player. Uh, But that trio has put up, like... I don't know, it's something like 20 points at each in 10 games or something. Like, they've just been on fire. So, also, I mean, the Ducks kind of caught the Blackhawks at the absolute wrong time Mm -hmm. um, because they have looked somewhat competent uh, lately. But I'll be honest, Ducks folks, I'm sorry because this game is actually probably on me because before the game, we were talking about, like, oh, who are the Ducks playing tonight? Oh, it's the Blackhawks. And I I look over and I go, oh... (laughs) Duck should win this one easy. This I, is your fault. I think I think he's gonna fire me. <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah, I need to finish this uh, while you tell the folks how many points Patrick Kane had tonight. I believe it was five, you six. You can't ask me for numbers seven? without preparing me for a the billion. Numbers. It was. It definitely wasn't a billion. It felt like it. I mean. Yeah. Every time I heard that stupid goal horn, every time I heard stupid Chelsea dagger. And there was Patrick Kane in the line again and again and again. Yeah, he uh, he recorded um, six points tonight. Six points, which is, believe it or not, actually a new career high for Patrick Kane after fifteen seasons. Also, that's insane. What that he's played that long? Yes. Yeah, it is. 
That's that's his career high. Yeah. Well, sorry, Ducks, but you caught the Blackhawks at the wrong time, like my colleague just said. Yeah. He had six points. Dylan Strom had a hat trick. Dylan Strom had four points. Debrinket had four points. Of course. Like. So that line accounted for 14 points. Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. no. Yeah. Like, I, big regrets on having to talk about Patrick Kane this much at all, but over his last five games, 6, 8, 10, 11, he has 11 points in his last five games. Dude, let's not talk about the Blackhawks anymore. That's fine. Yeah, let's not. Let's talk about something more. Let, let's have some fun here. Oh, no. Okay. So I mentioned three names Uh-oh. that are on the trade block. Josh Manson, Hampus Lindholm, Ricard Raquel. Out of those three, who do you think is the most likely to get dealt? Are they all pending? They are all pending UFAs. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'd, I'd go with Raquel. Oh, okay. Why would you go Raquel? Um, He scores things, right? He does. Yeah, so that's why. That's the only reason why? I mean, I'm sure there's others, but that's that's... I feel like he's the duck who I most, like, if any of them are coming at me, like, he's the one who I'm going to be most like, ah, this guy again about. Um, Josh Manson, I feel like, just, like, punches things. Like, does he, is, does, what, what, what does he do? Uh, Josh Manson, he eats up minutes. He scores goals. You know, he, he does whatever he has to do. Yeah. So I feel like it just depends on, like what teams needs are um i think it depends on the team's needs like yeah i know toronto they like toronto is looking for a right defenseman and he would kind of fit their mold so there's that Mm -hmm. um hampus lindholm he's he's a pretty okay offensive defenseman i mean there have been times where he's had to you know have Jimmy Drysdale make up for his shortcomings at times. And then there are times where Lindholm does amazing. And then there's Ricard Raquel, who used to be a very prolific goal scorer. You know what his highest point total is in one season? 42. 69 points. Nice. Yep. You know what he has this season? Like Way less than that. 12, I don't know. Oh, oh, give him more credit. Now, Ricard Raquel, so far, so far this season, has a total of 28 points. Yeah. I mean, for a team that's looking to, like, what's his cap hit? Uh, his cap hit is about four, I want to say. Eh. Yeah, it's about four million. Eh, that's, that's a little high. But, I mean, for, for a team that's looking to be like, haha, we need scoring on our third line or something, like, it's a good choice. I hear Hampus Lindholm's name lobbied around a lot right now because he would fit that mold. Because there's a few teams that need a left defenseman and they need someone on that second or third pairing. And there are some teams that are willing to give up a lot for Hampus Lindholm. So it's kind of up to Pat Verbeek as to how much he can get out of one, two, or all three of those guys. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. The Ducks aren't a cup-contending team right now. They have great young talent, but they're not going to win as it is, right? Right, and I, you know, I feel like looking at those guys, it, it's it's the same thing that you see in lots of teams that are in this kind of we're okay, but we're not quite good enough sort of stage of 
sure, you'd love to keep having Hampus Lindholm and Raquel and like all of Manson on your team. Like you wouldn't want to give them up. But at the end of the day, by the time your team is ready, I feel like, you know, the Ducks are maybe another season or two away from being like truly like a lock for the playoffs, like truly like a, a, a real Stanley Cup contender. Right. Um, you know, those guys are past their primes. Like those guys, if they want chances, you know, why, you're not going to resign them unless they're really committed to staying there, which is like the, the, when the Rangers did it with Chris Kreider, everyone thought they, the Rangers were going to trade Chris Kreider a couple years ago. Right. And then they re-signed him to this kind of monster extension. And the rationale behind the Rangers move, which I thought was really interesting that they kind of came out and said this, was, A, we need someone on this team who has, like, the longevity, who has the his, who's been here, who is, you know, known by everyone in the room. Uh, you know, we need a committed veteran who's going to help lead this team of young players and you know the, the rangers basically were saying we know we're not going to be good we're no we're, we know we're not going to be competitive for another couple of years but we like we're committing to him that we want him to stay here and most teams don't do that most teams just say well, goodbye that was the rationale behind the cam fowler deal mm-hmm. a while ago where they said you know we're not going to be good for a while and the ducks knew that but they still committed to cam fowler until believe it or not 2025 2026 they committed to him, except Cam Fowler's actually been pretty decent at times this mm-hmm. season. So maybe there's more to Although six and a half million cap hit is still a lot, yeah. but it is rewarding that longevity and having that veteran presence, you know, Cam Fowler, and also to a lesser extent, Ryan Getzloff, mm-hmm. who also had that monster deal up until last season when he finally said, you know what? One year, sorry, whoa, the beer. One year, one year. That's what gets he's doing now. He's doing these one-year contracts. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the trade deadline. It's only, what, 12 days away. Yeah, yikes. It's, it's coming up pretty fast. I don't like it. Yeah, it's really coming up. Uh, we got to head to second intermission. So are you okay sticking around for one more segment and helping me navigate through this? Uh, I guess so, because I think you're going to bribe me with food later. I, I, I have food in my hand right now. Uh, folks, I'll tell you what that food is. After this brief intermission, stay locked in. Welcome back to episode number 498. Wow. Episode number 498 of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Can you believe I've talked about the Ducks 498? Wow. I'm so sorry. Hey. I mean, from one bad team to another, I'm so sorry. What are you talking about? Your team's good now. Right, but we, how many episodes... How, the, the other 350 episodes I did was about a bad team. True. I can relate. Yeah, so I'm sorry. The Ducks are still rebuilding. The Kings are at least second in the division. Right, I know. I'm just saying. I Could I, be first. I know how... I know it... it I know you, you've done a lot of work... To talk about a team that has largely had no reward, but it's great now because you have Trevor Zegers and he's a delight. He is. So that is your payoff. I, I've tried to be optimistic in the Dallas Eakins era. I really have, folks. You know, the truth is kind of coming out a little bit today. I've tried to be optimistic for so long. It's hard. 
when this team just keeps losing and losing. It's like the team across the street, the 57 Freeway, the song that the Angels used to play in the middle of the game. Why do you build me up, Buttercup, baby, just to let me down? <sighs> I thought you were going to say take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Baseball's dead to us. Anyway, so I mentioned I'm going to bribe Sarah right now. So while I talk for a couple minutes, I'm, I'm going to bribe her. I have a fresh chocolate chip cookie that I think Sarah's going to eat right now. Okay, bye. <laughs> because it is delicious. So as I mentioned, Ducks got just bamboozled against Chicago Blackhawks. It was bad. I don't know what more I could say about that game that hasn't been said already. Like, they just didn't show up to this game. The Blackhawks were the better team. Stolarz did come in in relief and did okay, I guess. But it wasn't a whole lot better. When you lose by that many goals, it's just an embarrassment. I mean, the positive... The positive, Trevor Zegers did score a nice goal. It was a nice, very quick snipe shot goal. So I'll give him credit for that. Silverberg did get in there. It's nice to see Silverberg finally get off the schneid. Remember, for about the first half of the season, Silverberg had had one goal. He had one goal for half a season. Not so much anymore. Thank goodness. We can now get off that boat. <laughs> okay. I, I I assume you're finally done eating your cookie and almost. Okay, so I'm gonna vamp for another half a second. Trevor Zegris, he's amazing. He's great. John Gibson deserves a rest. He needs a taser, everybody on this roster. Okay, sir. Um whew, boy. I'm feeling it right now. Can I add one more piece of trivia about that terrible game? Sure. <laughs> Uh, so, being someone who's based in Chicago, I ha- I know a lot of Chicago media folks, and my Twitter timeline uh, skews more towards the, the, the Blackhawks and the Ducks. You know, no shame, it's fine. Um, there was that blob of time in the second period where the Ducks scored a whole bunch of goals very quickly. Uh, and I, I will just tell you guys that that sent Blackhawks Twitter into a tizzy, um, including the fact that uh, this, this stat comes... Uh, from John Dietz, who works for uh, uh, the Daily Herald uh, newspaper out in Chicago. Uh, he he posted this stat that said, just lost it on Twitter, no team in NHL history has ever blown a six-goal lead. Because Blackhawks fans were starting to panic to be like, oh my god, we're going to blow this? Uh, no goal, no team has ever come back, or no team has ever blown a six-goal lead. There have been nine comebacks from five-goal leads, one of those actually belongs to the Blackhawks. Uh, it was a 6-5 win over Calgary in 2009. That was also the last time that any team has come back from five down. So, I, you know, to the Ducks' credit, I know you guys didn't win the game and it was bad and unfortunate and whatever, but, like, that brief span of time struck terror into the hearts of Blackhawks fans because they were like, the, just the visions of that game, them blowing it. it. It was plausible. It was it was plausible to me, a person who has watched, again, way more of these games than I really wanted to ever watch. Very plausible to me that they could have blown that lead. They're not the Maple Leafs. No. They didn't just blow a three-goal lead to the Columbus Blue Jackets again well, the yeah. other night. <laughs> well, you know. 
I mean, when you score three goals in three, four minutes, three goals in four minutes, that's a shorter time span than I thought. Oh, I must have had more drink than I thought. Anyway, three goals in exactly three minutes and 26 seconds. Yeah, I could see why there'd be a little mm-hmm. bit of panic mm-hmm. in Blackhawks land. But these are still the Anaheim Ducks. They're not quite fully rebuilt yet. They're capable of coming back from maybe three or four goals. But six goals, that's a mighty mountain. To climb. Ah, mighty mountain, mighty ducks. <laughs> I have the can right here, folks. Yes. It's- oh, he did kill that. That's a pretty substantial, yeah. That's why this episode is going the way it is, guys. <laughs> can, can you hear the hollowness in this can? Yeah. That kind of show, folks. So, I mean, the positive is the Ducks are capable of coming back from a three-goal lead, I guess. Hey, they could pull off what they did to the Edmonton Oilers. I still remember that game, and I was laughing at that game. We can still have that 2017 playoff. Oh, that, yes. That. Yeah. Hey, you and I both love watching the Oilers suffer. I mean, yes. It it brings me great joy. Yeah. See, and I don't even remember my emotion with that game. I think I was just laughing at that game. So, hey, the Ducks can still score goals at will. Yay. There's that. You just needed to score more of them. Uh, One final question before I lose it completely and we head off. If the Ducks lose this game against the Nashville Predators, if, 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 mm-hmm. then that would put them so far back in the standings that I would say it's probably, I don't want to say, I'm not say it's probably impossible that they could come back from that. And I misspoke earlier. It's 23 games left in the Dallas Eakins era. 23 games left. If they lose to Nashville... They will then be seven points back of the Preds at that point. Can we say that that's pretty much a death knell? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, should they seriously consider selling? Absolutely. Okay. So if they can win these next four games somehow, then who knows? Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a combination of can the Ducks win these next games and do the people ahead of them totally fall apart Edmonton could fall apart Mm -hmm. we've seen it Mm -hmm. Vegas they just lost to the Flyers guys oh can we do this yes can we do the quick like rundown of the crazy ass scores on Tuesday yes because on the drive home you were like so let me cheer you up let me tell you about the crazy scores around the league so I will let you well, first off, let's talk about this Devils-Avalanche game. I can't believe the Devils won. And by the way, shout out. Shout out to Locked on Kraken host Erica Ayala for being the color commentator. And I want to say it's the first female broadcast. Yeah, yeah it was. The, yeah, so Erica and uh, another woman whose name I forget, which makes me a terrible person, uh, teamed up to do the broadcast for the Devils uh, radio yeah. Uh, feed, which was the first time that they've had a, a all women pair uh, doing their broadcast. Uh, also, shout out to our locked on Colorado Avalanche hosts who actually met up in person at this game uh, and then watched the Avalanche lose. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. 
So we have three locked on hosts in the same building at the same time. Yeah. Where have we seen that before? I don't know. Tucson? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That, that's yes. on me, folks. Yes, the Avalanche lost. That's funny. <laughs> because they have lost like three games ever. Yeah. The Flyers beat the Golden Knights. Chef kiss. Yep. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> the Maple Leafs gave up four points to the Kraken. Or four goals to the Kraken. Yeah, they still won. They still won. But they blew that lead. Yeah. Seattle had a lead. So that was close. Um, we'll leave the weirdest one for last. The Flames lost, guys. The Flames lost to the Capitals. So, hey, you never know there. Jets beat the Lightning 7-4? Mm-hmm. The Lightning lost 7-4. Mm-hmm. WTF. You just mentioned the Rangers are capable of losing some bad games. That was one of them to the Minnesota Wild, who had been struggling recently. But the piece de resistance was two of them. The Sens beat the Blues 4-1. to one. That one's kind of surprising. Ah, the other game, I'll go for it. I I can't. Um, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, who we all know are a bad team, uh, <laughs> took on the Detroit Red Wings and proceeded to win that game nine to two. Nine, nine to two. There was also an interesting fact about that game uh, as well, because the Coyotes, if you remember, uh, also previously had a very high-scoring game. Uh, recently as well, uh, and the Arizona Coyotes are now the first team all time. This comes from the Twitter account Stats by Stats. Uh, the first first team all time to be in last place in the NHL standings and then score eight or more goals in back to back games. Shut the hell up! No. Yes. What? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow, that's bizarre. I mean, the internet wouldn't lie to me, right? <laughs> Yes, I mean, they did beat Ottawa eight to five the other day, but that's mm-hmm. Ottawa. They beat Detroit nine to two. Yeah. WTF. Magic. Does that save the Arizona Coyotes from moving? I'm only kidding, partially. They'll still lose fifty games this that's season. That's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Just the hilarity of hockey, folks. I I I don't know where else to go from here. I've. I mean, you know, clink, clink. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. That's all, folks. That, that's all, folks. Okay, um, we can't end it like that. Yes, we can. We can. I mean, it's your show. You do whatever you want. Okay. Good night. I'm kidding. Um, Sarah, where can they find you on the line? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. If for some reason you like want to look at King's things, uh, first off, I'm sorry. Uh, and then second off, you can find Locked on Kings wherever you get your podcasts uh, at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter uh, and come say hi. And I promise that like, I really like Trevor Zegris. So like, I don't hate everything about the Ducks. He's a very endearing boy. Uh, so that's where you can find me. How can you not love Trevor Zegris? I, I don't know. Well, you also like Adam Henrique too. That's because the beard has to go though. The, oh, really? It's too much. Too much? It's too too walrusy, like very bristly. But Adam Henrique is still a handsome. Oh, guy. absolutely! But I just, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're gonna kick me out. <laughs>
not before episode 500. Anyway, um, you can find this podcast. It's free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, not Spotify because it's dead, apparently. What else? Pony Express. Pony Express. Mm -hmm. Smoke Signal. Yeah. Morse Code. Yeah. Uh, Dial-up telephone modem. Uh, Those of us of a certain generation remember those sounds very well. Hey, maybe you all are old enough to remember those free Trial America online discs that used to give you 50 hours of free internet. And you'd probably spend like 10 of those hours listening to this very podcast. So if you're still a person that still uses those free AOL discs... You're my dad. (laughs) Thank you from the bottom of my cold, cold hearts. Ah, yeah, that, that, that was a show. That was fun. By the way, folks, I did this whole episode with this puppy, Zuri, standing three feet behind me. She's probably listening to this going, what the heck is going on? This show has completely fallen off the rails so much. So if, if you loved this show... Great, continue listening to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. If you didn't like this show, uh, we're Locked On Sharks, and we swear a lot. So, there you go, Mazel Tov, yay! All right, good, 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 good. yeah, that, that was a thing. Yeah, great way to finish episode four ninety eight, right? No, you're shaking your head. No. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Ducks news here on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Quack, 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 quack. Be kind. Ducks fly together. Quack, 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 quack. That's communication.